check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another AGK video game experience. I'm Hollywood Cole here with Clearfire. What's going on, Clearfire? What's going on, man? And we're also going to talk a little bit of collecting today. And who better to have than Rob from Rob and Rob? What's up, Rob? Hey, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let me turn off my fan real quick. Don't know how that would affect it, but I think it affects it a little bit. Uh, so, dude, I gotta say, video game collectors. I got some retro games. Rob's all is a big retro game collector. He got all kind of stuff. We've talked about it a million times. But, which by the way, Rob, how's your game collecting coming? What's anything you want to share with us that's new? Man, I kind of been taking a break from uh, from games. I picked up a whole bunch of Sega Genesis games just recently, but I kind of been collecting Magic cards a lot more. Oh, there you uh, go. Yeah. Getting in the hole that I'm getting into. <laughs> Magic. Dude, have you Another have thing. you got on the roll of the Time Spiral Remastered boxes yet? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I I, I dropped uh, quite a bit on Time Spiral Remastered. I got to be honest with you, opening those packs brought me back to my childhood. Yes, it really me did. too. It was so much fun. I, I got a box of it. I think I'm, I'm thinking I'm fixing to drop down on another box. I got a really good deal on a line that's, quote unquote, he says they're damaged, but none of the cards are damaged, and I'm like, I don't care. Just go ahead and let, let me do it. If I get one, if I pull one card, man, give me give me a full ponder and I'm 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 good oh, golden then. Full ponder, ridiculous. I made my, my money back plus some. Well, I don't know. What I know this ponders do. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I like. You know, we should have a uh, salty J on here to talk some ponders with y'all. But I'll tell you one thing I've learned is those Pokemon cards are off the shelf and you can't even find oh, them anywhere. God, I don't know what's going on with that? Anybody know what's going on with that? No, I mean... Why is it like that all of a been, sudden? My been, son used to buy them all the time. It's been kind of tight on the Pokemon cards for a little while, but, like, when... Basically, you know, Corona hits and, like, games are gone. And then all of a sudden, like, out of nowhere, Pokemon cards just started disappearing off the shelves. Because I kind of... I never collected Pokemon cards. I've never been into the Pokemon side, but I've just kind of always kept it on the side because it's like, man, there's some really valuable cards in there. I mean, you, go, you look at some of the first edition Charizards, and they're going for oh god how much was one sold for just recently wasn't it like close to like five hundred thousand dollars i believe it. i mean it's something some insane amount like that like pokemon cards are just unbelievably valuable even more valuable than some of the baseball cards out there it's just crazy to see this and i think it had a, a lot to do with uh, youtube influencers they started buying them and then people wanted to yeah catch in on that trend and then one thing led to another spiraled out of control. Yeah. And it might have been some of the YouTube yeah. stuff that just finally pushed it over the edge just through the Corona time to, you know, basically have them come off the shelves. I mean, even magic cards in some areas are thin to find, but I mean, you could still find them. I know that uh, when the Commander of Legends editions came out, because I'm a fan of Commander plus playstyle. Oh, yeah. Me um, too. It's just <laughs> they 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 got to kind of hard to find there for a little bit. I mean, when you're looking at when you're popping a box um, of commander cards and you can pull a fifty sixty dollar card, you know, twice out of one box, people are buying them left and right. You know, mana drains are going off the shelf for that. And then you have the jeweled lotuses out of the um, collector's edition boxes. So I mean, it's just 
stupid value cards, magic cards of in value through the past what probably what year and a half is just like increased significantly and i've gone through some of my old stuff i mean i didn't realize the shiva dragons are going for like four hundred dollars now and i'm like dude i think i have like three of those in my collection you know yeah depending on which set it's just um, crazy that makes a big difference but it's video games too video games yeah. are starting to definitely rise well, up i'll say this man my uh, son has he's like a big pokemon guy now he just loves pokemon collecting and so they were buying them. I mean, it was like, you know, a month ago. They were buying them. You know, well, I say they were buying them, but, you, you know, we get them on Amazon or whatever. And and so he always goes to the park and trades with one of his friends. And the next thing I know, they're walking home from school. We just walk, walk to school and walking back, and these other kids are, like, running up. Hey, Jacob, you got some Pokemon? So every kid collects Pokemon that he knows in school, and he's in the third grade. So it's like some – body figured out that you know oh the kids are paying for pokemon again let me go buy them up they're saying they're sitting outside of the target waiting with before they show up i went to target uh yet two couple days ago and um they don't even have a spot for them anymore <laughs> they just like we just filled them up with that yugi go or whatever it is you wow. know so everybody start buying up that that's next but um you know and so i don't know what happened to that but i mean it is true games have gone ridiculous and uh, yeah. go ahead, Rob. I'll tell you. I was going to say one of the things that I got. <clears throat> it was actually I, I won it. I'm in this uh, this game group on Facebook, and we do like a Christmas giveaway. It's been a while since we've talked. They do like a Christmas giveaway, and I ended up winning one of the um, the top prizes, which was a NT Mini Noir, which is it's not so like a Retron Five would dump the ROM. The NT Mini is just a Nintendo that will. There's no latency whatsoever. It's like the retro sure USB. There's a mister in there. Uh, so I, got a, I got a USB Super NT. The, um, it's probably the same thing with the regular Nintendo version. Yeah, so the, the, yeah, the retro USB is the Retron 5, I think. That's, that's no, it's not a Retron it. 5, no. It's not? No. Because I know this is the company that makes this is called Analog. Yes, Analog. This is the same thing. It's AVS. Oh, is it? Um, yeah, so there's two. So I got Analog NT. Super. I got Analog okay. Super NT. Uh, which is okay. a fine, okay. fine product. I should talk about in a minute. I bought that for like 150 bucks. It's up to like $500 now. And then I got the retro USB, which is a full up HD Nintendo. Like it's not emulating anything. It is a straight up plug and it's got a game genie built in everything. Yeah. So um, this doesn't have a game genie, but it does do dual output. So that's helped the streams out a lot because so I'll capture this, I'll capture the output in HD and upscale it. So it looks a little better on the television. And then, I still can play it on my tube TV. Yeah. So, oh wow. Well. Yeah, those are great, dude. They're hard. To, they're they're getting harder and harder to get too. Yeah. Uh, so I, you know, I won it and it was sealed, and I don't know if people were expecting me to keep it sealed. Man, I busted it open as soon as day one. Day one, yeah. I busted open, started playing it. Yeah, that's a few hundred bucks right there. I mean, because it's. Uh, I remember looking at that because I wanted to see how much that uh, is the analog. See, there's two people. The analog doesn't make the Nintendo that I have. Here, let me show you. Okay. I want you to see it. Well, while he's digging that, something that for me has not gotten value through this time is my pop collection. My pop collection has stayed kind of stagnant, and I'm kind of sad about that. Oh, see, this yeah, is this nice. right Retro here. USB. Yeah, I like that. And, and yeah, see nope, this, I've uh, seen that before. Yeah, yeah, this thing. It looks awesome, slick. I lo this is what made me get the. Yeah, this is what made me get the um, the Super NT, which who makes analog analog Super NT. Yeah. 
So that's what, uh, but I love that Super Nintendo one too, man. Oh, so much fun. And it's got two games built into it, Super Turrican or something like that. That was its own game that never came out. And Super Turrican 2, I think, is in there. So, but dude, I want to I want to run this by you, man. Talking about how expensive video games is. I, f- I heard this on one of these Metal Jesus podcasts, this app. You ever heard of Game Eye, Rob? I have heard of Game Eye. Um, actually, one of the groups that I'm a part of, it has the guy who made Game Eye in it. Because uh, I, I remember when it first came out, I sent him an email. So I track my video game collection on video game price charts and game value now. Okay. And they said you could actually just email... Uh, the developer at the time, and they could send you a file so you actually wouldn't have to individually load up your yeah, collection. Games. Yeah. So he sent me that. And to be honest with you, man, I, I did it, and because I have variants, I'm not sure, because it, it kind of loaded weird. Um, because, you uh, know, like I have a lot of five-screw and three-screw variants. So you did it. You did the transfer. Yeah, I did it. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. it just didn't I mean, it's a very that. good... It's a pretty good application. I enjoy it, and I... I think I should give it another shot because I think I was I, I started it just when it was released. So this, a while ago. Well, okay. Let's we'll try it. Let's say you got a punch out. Yeah, let me go ahead. I'll with pull a, up. a five screw punch out. Let's just say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's gonna be at least five hundred dollars. Man, where's my five screw punch out when I need it right now? <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Bad thing is, is so I turn around found, money and turn around and buy some I found time spiral boxes out of it just because of the value <laughs> of those cards are stupid. So you got a mic. I found a uh, five screw punch out up in Pennsylvania one time. Oh, and wow. it, it came with a collection of games, but the guy was asking like three hundred dollars, and I'm looking back on oh, it, and I'm God. like, yeah, I probably should have just bought that. Yeah, I don't think it has the five screw on here. It's got loose CIB manual. Mine's on there, uh, so I can't. My, so while I'm saying that is because I can't add it. And when you get ready to add it, I think you can do something else. Well, maybe not. Yeah, I don't think it has the variance yet like that. But you can mm-hmm. add it. You know. Um. Anyway, dude, I got this app, and it's so good. It has a. Uh, you can just put the game. So got every game in there pretty much. I didn't found found one that really didn't register right, but. Um, anyway, uh, I got 499 games out of everything, uh, and 19 platforms. So it breaks it down on a platform. And if you have the case like Xbox or whatever, 360, you just scan the barcode and it'll automatically, you know, put it in there for you. Oh, okay. That's pretty nice. So that's pretty cool. So, uh, let's just go over some kind of cool stuff. So like Nintendo, so, oh, and what I was getting at with the price, when I put it in there, I had like $11,000 worth of video game stuff. And right now, and that, I did this probably a month ago. Now it's worth 12184 oh So it's like, it's like looking at a stock, dude. Yeah. Like every day I can like log in and it's like going up in value. It's like so weird. Um, my most expensive game is uh, the T- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighter and it's 153 and then Godzilla is that 2. for the for the NES? NES, yep. And then Godzilla Two is one thirty five, and I bought those in a uh, with Mega Man Five, which is one twelve now. So those three right God, there, man. yeah, those three right there. You're talking four hundred dollars almost, if not for exactly four hundred dollars. And uh, I bought that in a case for like you know hundred bucks with about eighty games or something. 
and I sold a lot of those back. And I, uh, Dragon Warrior Four went way up. It's on one thirty three. I think ended up paying. I paid like thirty forty bucks for oh, it nice. back in the day. Same way for three. So anyway, Cryon Conquest a hundred bucks, dude. I mean, that's a good game. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's crazy, dude. How they've just gone shot up. And uh, Mike Tyson's thirty five dollars. I remember they used to be twenty. <laughs> I thought that was a high. Uh, you yeah, know. I mean that's that's a good price for Punch Out. For basic. But anyway, P- Battle Toads is sticking around at twenty two. It's never going up. Twenty dollars for Ducktales never going up. Mega Man Three's twenty. That's like a steal right there, dude. Hmm. But that's uh, the best Mega Man right there. Yeah. So these are just the ones that I have. So I can't really speak on a few others. But anyway, that's pretty cool thing. You can go through, scroll through. It's just fun to look at. Um, but any Super NES is Corona Trigger. Now, I know I paid like 45 bucks for it. It's worth 190 now, dude. Nice. So, um, anyway, that's just some examples there. But uh, let me just find something. One of the weird things that I saw was like the Game Boy Advance has kind of gotten a little bit expensive. Really? You know, one of the weird things about Game Boys, and I guess it makes sense, is CIB Game Boy games are absurd. Yeah. <laughs> and it makes sense because nobody kept the Game Boy boxes. I yeah. think more people kept Nintendo boxes than they did Game Boy boxes. Right. But yeah, finding a CIB NES, we're talking, it could be worth 10 times the price. Yeah, yeah. For a CIB. Because, you know, those were, everybody just wanted to carry them around. That was the whole thing. It was yeah. mobile. Like Metroid 2 is what I'm looking at. I got that as 30 bucks. Complete inbox, $161. Nice. <laughs> Look, yeah, I know y'all are talking game value and everything, but you know, I'm feeling a little jealous over here, so I'm looking up some of my magic card value. And I haven't looked <laughs> oh. I, haven't, I haven't looked at my mana drain for Commander Legends in a while. And dude, it's up to almost sixty dollars a card, dude. And I got two of those sitting over in my pack. So I mean I got hundred and forty bucks and just those two cards right there. Well, Ooh, I'm looking up the price of Earthbound right now. Yeah, dude, yeah, I, I, I want to know that one because that, that one's I always three hundred and six dollars. What? Right How much? Three three oh six. What was that? What's what's been the highest value that y'all have seen on Earthbound before? Three oh six. Really? <laughs> somebody yeah. sold it for four hundred bucks. I know that the game. Yeah, and I said, why are they buying? You know, somebody bought it for four hundred for Christmas. You know, they it was a it was a live sale too, wasn't it? But. Sui Code and two, it was two hundred dollars hmm. for a long Man. time, and then it went those back PlayStation down. games. Now it's three forty. Golly, it's crazy, dude! Yeah, a lot of those PlayStation games. So I got like a long yeah. box um, Resident Evil. And my buddy messaged me the other day, and he said, "Hey man, have you seen the the price of a long box Resident Evil?" And I wasn't even tracking it because you think Resident Evil on PlayStation One, right? Twenty five dollar game. That's what I'm thinking in my head. Right, no, way off, way off. Let me see what let me see what I got here and see if it's close to what you know. Resident Evil. Oh, I can't like you said I can't tell if it's long box. Yeah, I can. It's complete. Yours is complete, Rob. Oh yeah. Okay, what you got? I got eighty five bucks. I got one oh eight. Yeah, it's somewhere in there. Jeez, man. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, all these just you know classic games. I mean, that's oh, what yeah, happens, what? you know. I think you're closer to being right. And uh, they, they update theirs all the I mean, uh, I think all the time since the prices change on mine. I'm I don't know where they get it. But. Yeah, I'm pulling it up on game value right now. And for some reason, it's showing me 
a different price. Yeah, I, I believe it's around a hundred dollars. So do me a favor, well, y'all look up and tell me what uh, uh, lunar. So, uh, God, I can't even remember the full name of it. Silver. Yeah, in Hollywood. Yeah. You know which one I'm talking about. Yeah, because I've got that sitting it. over here in my well, house. Silver Star stories. Yeah. Yes. I know. At one time, it was like over one forty for it. Uh, if I had to guess, I would say that game CIB is probably over three hundred now. And it, it, it's kind of sad because I've always said it. If, if every Nintendo game was $5, I'd be okay with that. Because <laughs> I never did it for, for the value or anything. I did it because I enjoy playing the games. I, I You know, I love seeing them on my shelf. So here's the thing. There's two of these. Um, there's two. And the prices are pretty different. So there's Lunar Silver Star Story Complete. And then there's Lunar Silver Star Story Complete. And they got a different cover. I think the one that you have cleared is the more expensive one. Yours is not the one with just the sword on the cover, right? It has the people on the cover. I'm pretty sure it has people on the cover. Yeah. Uh, that's complete in box 134. Golly. Oh, that's not bad. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And the, the PSP version is, uh, I got the PSP version. There's two that are premium. And then the, the one I got is like 59. So, but, um, yeah, dude, I remember that game was so fun. That was a blast. Um, it was so fun to play. I'm, I can't wait to spin it back up one day. I'm gonna do that. So well, so so I know this game is probably not gonna have any value. I just want to ask this one before we jump on because it's my favorite game on Genesis. What's what, what's my Toe Jam and Earl doing? Toe Jam and Earl Panic. Uh, Fifteen bucks or something. Panic on fucking Tron. I bet I bet it is. I got okay. Let's see. Toe Jam and Earl. Now I have it in the box too. I have the the Genesis. You talking about on Genesis? Genesis games like you said are going up. You but talking Panic on Funkatron or just the regular Toe Jam and Earl? Yeah, it's like 30 bucks. I, I, I'm a little impressed with that. I thought that would have been like a 10 15 for there for a while. Toe Jam and Earl. Let's see. Panic on, yeah, 30 bucks, 31 I, I'm a little surprised. Like so, I said, I thought, thought I'd see lower than that. So You're back in the grooves, 33 if you hadn't opened it, and 30 if you have, so it costs you $3 to play it. Oh, you're talking about it, uh, the back in the groove? Is that <laughs> on, the, switch. Um, on the Switch? Yeah, I got that one. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. There you go. Oh, I can't wait. I, I, so, I, I've played it, so yeah, I'll take the three dollar loss on on that. Yeah, so those are those limited edition. Those are hard to to do. But this app's called Game I G A M E Y E, and I love this thing, dude. But it made me start thinking. I said, I want to talk about this with Rob. Nintendo sixty four is going up to a little bit. Um, but what's your what's your most valuable like game, Rob? Hmm. It would probably be Little Samson. Okay, so that's well. Let's just look it up. Well, I got the I got the capability right here. There you go. And we're gonna put a lot of edits in here, so we don't have to waste all this. Time. <laughs> <laughs> no, they should have to wait on that time. If we're waiting, they should. We wait have too. to wait too. Oh, we start. Uh, we should have had the um the Jeopardy music going on. You know the Little, final Jeopardy. Oh my gosh! Is it just loose, Rob? Yeah, it's just loose. Yeah, about fourteen hundred dollars. Jeez, <laughs> yeah. and that's loose at fourteen hundred. Yeah. Well, so to be fair, I uh, that first stimmy check, that's what it went to. So it <laughs> oh, there not, you go. It was twelve hundred at the time. It's still and, going uh, up, dude. You know, so because the COVID hit and everything was going on, I reached out to some of the people that I, that I'm a part of groups with, and I just asked the question. I was like, "Hey, should I wait to buy Little Samson?" Because, you know, it might go down because people are having trouble. It's unfortunate, but a lot of times 
when people have trouble paying rent and doing stuff like that, they sell their collectibles first. Right. So I was like, I don't know if a flood of little Samsons are going to hit the market. And somebody there, one of these apps, you can, you can actually go back in time. And they were like, look at the price of little Samson when like the 08 housing market crash, it just went up. Hmm. It's like the, it's like the stock market, dude. Yep, stock it just went up. Thing. I think um, they, uh, some collectibles, I think video games included are not all of them, but they're much more resilient to crashes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've well, seen, it's like I, alcohol, man. Yeah. You know, the alcohol sales go up when the crash comes down. You know, when the economy yeah. goes down. Well, it's mean supply and demand. More people are drinking than that time when when things crash. Exactly people want, want that drink, you know, to try to catch that edge. I mean, it's the same kind of thing right now that we're seeing with. I mean, we, we mentioned with Pokemon cards, you can't find them, and then you know with Magic cards. I mean, it, it's it's weird to see that they're actually gaining more value during a crash or during a pandemic you know because i mean in history they really haven't done that same thing i mean video games with the exception you've seen them actually kind of hold value and hold true to value whereas with cards i mean they, i mean because everybody calls them cardboard you know because that's basically what they are it's it's been flaky so it's been it's been kind of a wild market lately well what game do you think that you spent the less amount of money on that's worth the most like what's the biggest discrepancy in what you paid versus what it is Hmm. It's got to be more of a gain than $200 because you gained 200 on Little Samson. You know, well, one of them, I had a, um, a Atari Jaguar CD, and I don't have it anymore, so a, buddy, a good buddy that I grew up with reached, reached out to me, um, and I put it up on sale, so I sold it for, I think I probably traded, I traded a guy that I knew I think two or three hundred worth in value and then i sold it for five but i mean it's hard to find one of those things that even plays yeah and this CD. one was refurbished it had a uh a new bios chip in it just really well i mean it, it was in immaculate condition it didn't have a box or anything like that but it was an amazing condition and i haven't even bothered to look it up after it went after just the console reached over eight hundred dollars oh my yeah. gosh so how much um, was it sorry console reached over uh, eight hundred dollars yeah, yeah I, I haven't i haven't looked since i just <laughs> good that's that pit i'm, that I'm happy for feeling. him uh it's his it's his prize collection he actually completely finished the library for the console oh, so wow. it went to a better home than than i was given it you know collecting dust on the shelf but still that kind of hurts just a little bit knowing that <laughs> you know that I, I i can feel you on that well, little Samson, just like you're saying, the thing was like what, what four hundred bucks or so, you know, at one point. I mean, I'm sure it was even lower than that oh. at one point. But back when, you know, I kind of started collecting. I don't know, five years ago, it was already kind of expensive. But you mm-hmm. know, it was three eighty or four hundred bucks, and now it's, one of the games I I absolutely missed out on is uh, Crusaders of Century for the Sega Genesis. I was looking at, and I'm not even kidding, I was looking less than a year ago. Once this COVID hit and then that first STEMI check hit, I was like, "Eh, maybe maybe I put some money back and I buy this. I was looking at a CIB copy for $400, and I think it's up over $1,200. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Conkers, I had a chance to buy for $50. Conkers, yeah, that thing went up too. And I was just talking to a buddy of mine. He lives up north. I said, hey, if you see a loose Conkers, let me know. Um, I had one funny story i had one and my wife sent me a package when i was over in korea 
and I had my N64 over there because I, I I figured I'd have time. I wanted to beat uh, Mario 64 120 star, which I did, but I was like, send Conkers over because, you know, I haven't actually beaten that game, so I kind of want to try it out. Uh, I played it, but I never beat it. And she wrote on the package, you know how you have to declare things whenever you ship them overseas? She wrote on the package all the contents and somehow the box ended up getting completely oh opened. My gosh, oh my Yeah. That's crappy, dude. Yep. I've got a co- I've got a copy. I've got yes. my copy somewhere. I still got to find it. It's probably sitting in my parents' house somewhere. So that makes me sick knowing that it's, you know, gone up in value. Well, oh Shadow Run just in the box on Sega Genesis, my only Genesis game, $66. There you go. There That's you go. That's crazy, dude. I want to see how much Conkers is now. Yeah, what's let's, Conkers uh, sitting at? Uh, may, go ahead and make me feel sick for up. not knowing oh, exactly game, where my uh, Conkers is. Conkers, bad fur day. Mm. You're not the only one. $650. That's in box, though, isn't it? Nope. That can't it's be the loose bo- cart. It's it's brand new. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, that <laughs> can't cart. be a loose cart, Loose dude. cart's 110 Still good. Golly, yeah, 110 loose cart. That's gone up a lot because I was looking at, you know, buying another copy just to have a backup copy because you know, it's one of my favorite 64 games and I was looking at it at the time and I was looking at paying 50 $60 for it and it's jumped a good bit so wow. what um, I mean we've talked about some of the games and stuff you've collected Rob like you're talking about CDI and so on and so forth but what uh, do you do collectibles and all that too do you because I was watching this video and it talked about here's why you don't get into collecting and it was it was kind of a devil's advocate video and it's a little bit stupid because it's some reach a little bit to just try to do a video. It felt like sometimes, but one of the things was, Oh, you'll get into collectibles. You'll start over collecting stuff. Um, do you do collectibles at all? Like, okay, I'm a video game collector. So now I'm buying Mario dolls or whatever. I, you know, I do a little bit. I really like the Amiibos. Um, okay. I, I can't say that I've gotten anything crazy and really most of the Amiibos I use, actually in the video game so i got a lot of the legend of zelda ones uh the problem is there's some truth to that statement so i you know i picked up some legend of zelda ones and then i couldn't find myself to open them so i never got to use them and they're still sealed sitting on the shelf yeah yeah for sure so and i think that comes with the territory right like i i do have my old nintendo power magazines Uh, i didn't really want any of the newer ones but i'd say anything issue one to a hundred Right. You know, I kind of enjoy and I haven't gone out of my way to get any of them because just constantly moving, you know, magazines are heavy. So, yeah, I showed and up then, at a video game collector store and wanted a Nintendo Powers one day. And it's like, well, you literally just had a, every issue and we just gave them away because nobody would buy them. It's like, <sighs> dude, wow. Anyway, wow. this is before all the big collecting, but yeah, I, like I said, I think that comes with the territory. I'm like looking around my room trying to see some stuff. Like, I guess, I guess you're right, man. Like, I got some like Pokemon stuffed dolls and some Rob the Robots that don't work anymore, but they look good on a shelf. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you, but did you seek it? You know what I'm saying? You just you, did it come with a did it come with a you know? Hey, you got Robin here with a few other games that I want or. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I don't. I don't want to say that I. Yeah, I don't want to say that I actively like sought after these things. You know, a lot of them are just experiences. So if I'm 
at a random flea market in Tennessee and I'm buying some video games, I might pick up a, a trinket because it reminds me of that. Yeah. Um, but, but actively seeking it. No, I, I, I don't think that's the case. It could be for some people, but not so much for me. Yeah. Do you, did you going to say something clear? Oh, oh yeah. Ask another... Yeah. It, it's probably off topic because I just, oh, okay. I decided to look Heck. up something about, <laughs> you know, we're, we're talking about collecting and we're talking about, it better not be about magic though. Uh, it's not about magic. It's not about <laughs> magic. It's something about me and about mine and yours past growing up. One of our favorite games we played. Okay. Do you know which one I'm talking about? I, that should all I have to, should be able to say. We played a bunch of Marvel games. Well, it's, it's not that easy. We played not a bunch a video of fun. Game. Oh, you're talking about Nightmare? No, better Heroes than that. Quest. You're talking about that board game, Heroes Nightmare? Quest or Nightmare? Hero yeah, Quest. Nightmares. Yeah, I, I, got, I looked that up for just purposes of how much is it worth now. They're selling on eBay from one ninety to two hundred and twenty-four dollars. On top oh. of that, I also just discovered that they are fixing to re-release Hero Quest. Um, they've got it crowdfunded. They started it back in September of 2020. It's been fully funded, and by the end of 2021, you should be able to purchase copies of it. You know, and they're going to, of course, have expand like the, they're going to be bigger packs and whatnot. But I just thought it was cool that they've actually decided to bring it back. You can pay, spend a hundred dollars to one hundred fifty dollars to get the new editions. But our old editions that we have are worth well over one hundred ninety dollars. It'll it, probably make them go down. It probably will, but. It, it it might not because I know like with you know some of the other stuff that I'm collecting when they've released the new editions the older ones have actually gained value at least in the past year and a half. Well, let me. Do you know uh, you collect for the DS at all, Rob? A little, a little. I mean, if I see some DS games, I usually pick them up as long as they're within reason. Have you ever heard of a game called Radiant Historia? Uh, I I have. Um... Not particularly that one, though. Isn't that part of a series? Uh, no, I think it's just a... So this came out in 2011, and it's a, it's kind of a Corona Trigger type thing where you know you do it on different timelines, and you can mm-hmm. change things. And it's it's pretty cool, man. I mean, honestly, I didn't get too deep into it because it's handheld. I'm not a big handheld fan, but I wanted it. And it was, uh, you know, whatever, 20, uh, 40 bucks for it. It went through the roof at one time, the, like... $300 and then they, they decided they were going to re-release it and once they re-released it you know how much it is now complete in box $31 it's like <laughs> oh, it wow. just went away I mean you know it. so that's kind of even low end for you know these DS games I mean the Castlevania Order of Ecclesia is $102 you know Pokemon Domus 91 Spirit Track 78 and those are, you know, ones that were probably a lot of people bought, right? So, Radiant Historia, I don't know how many people bought that. But anyway, just something. So, you never know what is going to happen. Hopefully, I, I got a full Heroes Quest at home uh, back in Mississippi, and I mean to bring it back to put it on my shelf over here because I love that game, but that's so much fun to play. It was such a Excellent blast. Dungeon Master. That's my favorite time. We played it with the stuff, you know, but we had clear... Just, just make our own adventure up and clears the Dungeon yeah. Master. It was so no. fun, Well, dude. I appreciate it. No, I had a good dungeon, master. dungeon master. I had always had fun yeah, awesome. creating, trying to figure out ways to beat y'all. And then, too, now that I've got my 3D printer, I can print us off more characters, and when next time we get together, we can play even deeper into it. Um, well, we tried to switch. Let me be Dungeon Master. I can't. It's hard, dude. It, it's hard to do Dungeon Master unless you know what you're doing. Uh, and, yeah, I got two 
in the closet right now, but I actually, man, I have files still in my, I don't have a way to play them because they're on three and a half inch floppies, but I used to make my own maps for that. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, that's what, that's so. what I did. I didn't, I didn't, I just made them on the fly and I will always, you know, do whatever changes on the fly and everything. It was so much fun doing that. And just since you mentioned it, Hollywood, cause I wouldn't, didn't even think about it with Nightmare. You can buy a copy of Nightmare, the video, the VHS version, the one that, the one that I have for $200 on Amazon. No, yeah. get out of it's here. It's $199.98 <laughs> right now on Amazon. I literally have a complete coffee sitting in my closet, but nobody will ever play it with me. Oh, it's so much fun. <laughs> I love watching the guy. But yeah, I don't know if you can see that on my phone. It's right there. Oh, yeah. Well, that's it. Right there. Hmm. Yeah, man. That was so fun. We played it with your little brother. Like, go go, go oh, closer, Matthew. Go closer. He's just going to talk to you. He's going to do anything. <laughs> Get away from me. You know, he like pops the thunder. Oh, it's so great, man. It's such a great game. Look up Nightmare on YouTube if you don't know what we're talking about. It's a horror game, horror, horror board game. Well, look up Nightmare VHS game. If you look that up, you'll find it. If you look up Nightmare, you'll find other iterations of it. Okay. But the one we're talking about is the VHS version. So to get back to what you were saying, though, I think it depends on. So you said that game was released in what 2011? Radiant Historia. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember what I was thinking because I swear that name sounds familiar, but I think it depends on the time that it was released as well. Because if you look at Conquers, I mean, Conquers had a re-release on the Xbox, but it's a different game and, though. Yeah, it's it's a reloaded version. It's a little bit watered down. No, well, okay, there it is, is watered actual- down. But there is an actual Conquerors re-release on Xbox One. Okay. The Rare Replay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what okay. I want to get an Xbox Series X for. Oh, all the Rare games. Got that. And it's like 64 games. Oh, gosh. It's not hmm. reloaded. It's just Conquerors Bad Fur Day. Yeah, because that's the reason. Is it, do you, do you know... Um, it's a rare replay. Do you know if they put that toward Games Pass? If they put that towards Games Pass, I'm I'm shocked. I'm shocked that Conquer's Bad Fur Day N64 cart is holding value if that's on Games Pass because I mean it's just so accessible at that time. But nobody has an Xbox. I got one. Even if you look at like, <laughs> just kidding. But I mean, I want an Xbox. But I'm sure it is rare. It's owned by. Microsoft now. I mean. All right, y- y'all heard it here now. Hollywood wants an Xbox. I'm gonna I send. Him, I'm gonna send him the notifications that I get of when Xbox Series X's come in stock because I'm still tracking all that, and we'll see how bad he wants the Xbox Series X. Because well, I definitely well, send him the I notifications. No matter PS5. how bad I want it or not, <laughs> is one thing. Is another thing. Yeah, PS5, dude. There's literally no reason whatsoever to want a PS5 other than faster load times for your P- PS4 games. There's literally not a reason to own a PS5 right now. It, it really isn't. Hey, and this is coming from somebody that owns one. It really isn't. I mean, it, it's a waste of your time to get one because there's no specific games for it. The only thing you're getting out of it is a few of the games at this point have enhanced graphics and a few of them have better load times. I mean, in general, you get better load times, but it's just not like, oh, let me get this better load time just because of that. It's, it's, it, it, it's annoying. So Yeah. So, um, I wanted Rare Replay for Xbox Series X and the Halo Master Chief Collection. Uh, that's what I want to get for Xbox Series X. And I could buy Series 1 or Xbox One and be yeah. fine with that. And I could get that. But if I'm going to do it, I might as well do the Series X, you know. So, I'm not worried about Games Pass as much as just having those games. So, just so you know, Rare Replay is actually on Games Pass. And um, 
all the Halo games are on Games Pass right now as it stands. So, I mean, yeah. they've got a lot of stuff on Games Pass for Xbox. And when we're talking collecting, when you're looking especially at Conkers, that's why I'm shocked that Conkers is holding the value because you have that right there, you know, that could eat the value away. Or at least you've seen yeah. it in the past. So maybe you can explain this to me, Rob. This is what I don't understand about some collectors. I mean, people collect everything, but uh, another thing with this kind of collecting, over-collecting thing, do you collect accessories like joysticks and stuff like that? I mean, I, I don't get it. You know, I don't know why you would collect that. Do you, If you collect uh, yeah, it, please share some light. Yeah, so I don't collect it for every system. Um, primarily just Nintendo, I guess. I'm like looking at my uh, wall of controllers over here. So some Super Nintendo, I got a, um, a multi-tap for the Super Nintendo, but it's like, it has Bomberman's face on it. It's from Japan, so it's pretty cool. Cool. Um, but I do collect accessories for the NES. Uh, most serve their own purpose. I'm like looking at them right now. So most serve their own purpose. Um, <laughs> well, I, mean, I understand a multi-tap you know, for multiple people, but... Yeah, so there's the multi-tap. Do you have the robot? Uh, there's the dog bone controller. I do have Rob the robot. He's not complete, but or useful, but I do have him. <laughs> um, so I have like the dog bone controllers, and I used the dog bone controllers for years. That was what I was most comfortable with. Um, so you used them back in the day. Are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, that's what I grew up kind of playing. And okay. then as I got older, um. Got to be honest with you, the the original design, the square controller that digs into your hand, way better. Well, the dog balls didn't come out to what ninety three. Yeah. Oh wow. So yeah, I think. So you grew up. So you got you were late into the Nintendo game. Uh no. So I, I mean, I started with the square controller, but once I found the dog bone controller when I got a little older, that's just what I used for years. I never went back, and okay. Then I started going slowly back. You know, it's weird because. Whenever you're like running a game, right? Like, so whenever you're running a game and you, I'm trying to verbalize this, you bring your hand over and you put like the first knuckle of your thumb onto the A button. Right. And then you move your thumb down to repeatedly tap the B button. You know what I mean? Like, that gets kind of comfortable. But yeah. the way the dog bone controller is shaped oh, is they're yeah, actually going angle. up. Yeah, they're angled like a Super Nintendo controller, so your arm's, like, flailing all the way up oh, wow. whenever you're trying to, like, actually rapidly press. Yeah. And yeah. there's something about, like, keeping you awake by pressing that, that square corner into, like, the palm of your hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's oh, also man. completely indestructible. That's the... Yes, uh, that's, I've never broken... A Nintendo controller, actually. I've broken Super Nintendo controllers, but I've never broken... And not out of rage, just, like... Them well, falling. yeah, just Super wearing Nintendo them out. Controllers I mean, just weak. general wear and tear. I've never seen one out. Of I've them. never worn one out. I've I've known that that Nintendo controller makes a good morning star, dude. You can come <laughs> on Nintendo and oh, bust I mean, it up flail, hard, you just, dude. Just swing it around. The you, Nintendo controller is perfect. <laughs> it works perfectly well. So you know and what they all got, those they got wise about do it. When the world comes to the end, we're gonna whip out our Nintendo controllers and beat the fool out of you with it. Yeah. 
they got wise with this Nintendo 64 and made it shaped like a stealth bomber. So your so your controller glances yeah. off. Of it, so you, can't, you can't just slam it down. On yeah, it. but the only thing is, is if you ever even if you lightly drop the Nintendo 64 controllers the wrong way, it breaks the controller. Like they were just so don't. fragile to make ba- versus yeah, they, the other they, ones. They didn't make them that well. Plus the the, the joystick. There's you ways get that you can there. fix the the center button. You know the analog yeah. button, but the stick. Yeah. Uh, we back in the day we would use paper. There was some technique where you would fold a piece of paper a certain amount of times, and you could put it in there, and it actually worked pretty oh, well. Wow. Huh. But yeah. now I just recommend buying uh, the GameCube analog sticks that you can replace mm-hmm. off of Amazon because they're much better. Well, I like the GameCube well. controller better too. It's a nice feel and fit. It was a great controller. It's actually a durable controller itself too. Those are. Expensive, I'm looking at my yeah. WaveBird right now and. That thing was incredible when it came out. Yeah, because it, it, you know what I mean. It used it like a like a like a telephone receiver as opposed to a lot of your old NES controllers. Like, so I have a wireless NES controller, but it's it's infrared, so it's like line of sight. Yeah. So you really can't mm-hmm. go too far away or be out of the reach, or else it's not going to read. But I think the WaveBird was one of the first that that used the used that technology radio signals or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, without delay, like there was no latency inside of it. Like yeah, that's it was, what was just like you were using a regular controller. What was the latency issue on those types? Because I never used none wave. that I ever noticed. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, because I mean, I went and you, you know, know I find the, out, play punch out. Yeah, I love the GameCube controller <laughs> yeah, so much. I bought the wireless one for the Switch, and that's what I play when I'm got the Switch docked to the TV is with my GameCube controller. I absolutely love that controller. That that's actually my go-to on how to tell if there's latency in a game. Oh, is punch yeah. out. That's that's how I found out there was so much latency in the Retron Five because my buddy had mentioned it. He's like, "Man, there's a lot of delay on those Retron Fives, but I hadn't played a serious game on it. It was really just like RPGs or like adventure games. And yeah, no joke. I popped in Punch Out, and it was a guessing game. Yeah, yeah. That's that's how you can tell. So the only you time looking- you can get smoked by Glass Joe is if you play on a Retron Five, huh? You can still be Glass Joe, man. Yeah, you can still be. It's just Tyson, I think. So here's the question: Who? What's what was Glass Joe's record? One in ninety nine, right? I think it was one in ninety nine. Yeah. Who did he beat? Who was the one? They're saying that he beat uh, Super Macho Man because, because like he a has lucky one punk. loss. Because of why? I think Super Macho Man on Punch Out has one loss. <laughs> there was like a whole joke about it. There was like <laughs> oh a whole gosh. theory about it on YouTube. I can't remember what it was, and it and they told it. What was the win? I can't remember. Yeah, that's got that, that. We definitely have to have that story for another podcast. That's because that's interesting. I didn't know that story. The story of Mike Tyson. Well, there's a whole background because it was an arcade game, and there's a whole. Um, you know, like Soda Pop Sawinski, right? Mm-hmm. His name wasn't Soda Pop Sawinski. It was like vodka. Vodka Drunkinski. Yeah, Vodka Drunkinski. <laughs> but they didn't change his dialogue. So his dialogue is still like, you know, That's uh, funny. I'm going to drink and drive over you or something. You know, it's like stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it's really cool, man. There's a whole story with that. Um, and the theme song for Punch Out is actually a, an actual theme song for like a, a razor blade that you shave with or something. No. Safety razor or something. Yeah, they like they didn't steal it, but I don't know they, how, how they, it works. They, they quote unquote sampled it. Yeah, because <laughs> so. that's what the the big big musicians do now. They quote unquote sample things. Yeah, so it's it's, it's fun to talk about these old games. Um, 
and all these fun facts about them, where they came from and stuff. But so it wasn't super macho man because he's thirty five and zero. But it was one of them. It was like one of the leading ones. Yeah, that like Sandman or something. Up. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, it's got to be one of the top guys because they only would have lost one. The official Nintendo magazine claims Glass Joe defeated Nick Bruiser, supported by the fact that he is on the fastest score list. However, Nick Bruiser has an undefeated forty-two and zero record in Punch Out. Glass Joe is the only opponent. Uh, yeah, that's super Punch Out. Yeah, Glass Joe is the only opponent that has a challenge that requires to play the uh, the player to lose the fight. Let's see. <laughs> Anyway, man, yeah, that's fun. Uh, so, what? Uh, let's just say this. So, talking about collecting again. Um, have you? So, when I bought the the box with all these games in it, I just collect games I want to collect. I don't. I don't care about getting a full collection or anything like that. I just want to get. Uh, I hadn't bought a video, old school video game in a while, partly because Hurricane. Uh, Michael destroyed my retro game shop, but um, mm-hmm. I used to go by there every so often and pick pick a random one up. But have you ever bought something that you thought you wanted or just bought something that came in a group that was video game related? Like maybe, hey, here's a Sega Genesis lot, but it has a couple of, uh, you know, Lynx, Atari Lynx games in there that you just that you don't want or didn't want or vice versa. You know what I'm saying? And you just got rid of them or sold them and wish you had. You got some stories. I sold. Um, I actually think I traded it in in a in a store up in Pensacola, and I have no idea why. Uh, same thing. Just bought a collection of video games. You know what I mean. Just bought a collection of video games, and there were some Game Boy games. And I was never really into the Game Boy. It's never really been my favorite system. I do enjoy the Castlevanias on Game Boy, but. There was Mega Man's in there, and I think it was oh, Mega wow. Man three through five on Game Boy. On the Game Boy, wow. yeah. And <laughs> no reason, no reason to trade them in. Yeah, uh, just did. I guess I was anything like, well, I'm you not trade keep in them around. Like a, it's like a regret. It's like I don't have to yep. trade any of this. Trade it into the store. Yeah, we bought a. I bought a. This was probably in two thousand. Uh, maybe 2001. So this would have been the Genesis is what less than 10 years old. So it's really not super retro at the time. I guess that'd be like buying a PlayStation two game or PlayStation two. And I bought a Sega Genesis, um, with bloodlines and Contra hardcore on there. And I was like, man, this ain't even a real Contra. This is not, you know, it's got a wolf man on there. <laughs> what is this bloodlines? Who is this? What was it? Who was the guy on there? Uh, it's not even a Belmont, I don't think. But uh, anyway, it's like Mick Jagger. Mick, <laughs> what was his name? <laughs> it's not Mick Jagger, but it's something like that. Anyway, uh, and I was like, this isn't even a real Castlevania, so I just ended up taking it back anyway. I played it for a minute and got tired of it. But you know, those are obviously worth some money now. But- oh yeah, for sure. Was it? Was it? You were so stuck on the fact that like those games were for Nintendo. Yeah, I was. I mean, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yep. I was so used to having that's, them there. I thought it was like a knockoff, right? Cause they just that's why I never picked them up fast. when I was a kid. I never yeah. played Contra on Sega and I never paid, uh, and I, I mean, I played Sega Genesis a lot, never played Contra, never played Castlevania. Cause I was like, well, those are Nintendo games. Yeah. 
let's say they just afterthought, oh, they sold good on Nintendo, let's just throw something together for the Sega. But they were actually good games. They're on the Sega Mini, but you want to talk about latency, hold the controller up to your TV, push the button and see, then watch your guy jump after you've already pointed your finger up, then he jumps finally. And I'm like, dude, really? this is worse than the actual Sega. Or <laughs> almost, I think, but uh, <laughs> slippery control. Don't get me started on Sega. I'll but, be hating uh, on the Sega it's super bad Lego. Well, I get the I get the mini out and go. Oh, it's gonna be awesome. Let's play. But then the then it's just so lit, lit, so much lag involved. It's just not fun, you know. And it's especially when you play, try to play Mega Man Wily Wars. It's like, dude, that's a, that's a fast switch game, dude. Yeah. And, uh, you can't even play it. Now I do agree with so, that. Probably better on an emulator uh, than it is on that. Yeah, I mean, you could. I think you can get a. I think you can get a hard copy of it, just you know, off of Etsy. I think even. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can just you know somebody dumped the ROM onto a onto a cartridge, and you can get a, a bootleg copy of it. So, which for all intents and purposes, that's really the only reason or the only way we're going to be able to play it, unless you want to drop Buku bucks in the Japanese version of it. Yeah. So, talking about these, uh, you know, Japan or China's gotten involved a long time ago. It's nothing new, but they've gotten involved in like, oh, we realize Earthbound sells for, you know, $306. I'm going to make a version and sell it on the market as well. And they start dropping all these fake games, trying to duplicate it the best they can. Um, and a lot of people will show the inside, to show that it's not fake, they'll open the card up and show just the, the chipboard in there. I mean, what are you looking for in the chipboard? Like the numbers on there matching up or whatever? I mean, uh, do you look at that? No, so I do look at that. So any game, for the most part, that I purchase that I spend over, I think, $40 on. So I have a, a, a toolkit that I can take uh, NES games and Super Nintendo games and Genesis games all apart. And one of the websites that I go to or that I use, uh, Video Game Traders, they actually have, for the most part, every single board pick of mm. NES games. So you can okay. actually compare the picks. But for the most of the board picks or most of the boards in your NES, they're all going to be kind of laid out the same. But there are certain numbers that you look for, certain layouts, and then uh, certain like placements of the resistors and stuff like that. So a lot of those pirate games, they'll have... And, and this isn't true because there are some Nintendo games that still have this, but like like big blotches that it kind of looks like uh like plastic you know they'll have like the big blotches over over some of the chips and whatnot and that's kind of huh. like a i guess a newer thing i'm not sure but i know that there's a few copies of like mario that have it and a couple other like black box games that that have those things but the, it's kind of easy to tell what's newer you know and once you kind of been collecting for a while not, I, I don't think that a fake NES cart could get past me. Um, but that's not to say if they didn't do like just a, a label swap on like a real NES cart, you right. know what I mean? Which does happen that, that, that could definitely get past me, but I have a couple fake NES carts and uh, I keep them around. I have a, a fake uh, super NES card as well, but I, I keep them around because if I'm going to buy a game, I like to kind of bring it with because it, you, you know, I mean, it. just a reference point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. a smart idea. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, do they play just as good or are they just, I mean, yeah, I mean, they're going to play just like the everything. real game. 
I guess they yeah. probably wouldn't save as good. Some some of the other, I mean, you can have some with batteries in them. So, well, I got a Terra Enigma that uh, from that this is that is a repro car because it only came out in Europe, um, but it uh, it doesn't save, and so it doesn't even work, right? So, but hmm. if I take it and get somebody to put a new battery in it, brand new, it'll work for not long at all, dude. I mean, like a week or it'd be like maybe oh, wow. a month. You know, and as long as it's on, you turn it off. If you turn it back on within like so many days, it's, you know, but that's, you know, you're not going to invest a lot of time and not knowing that it's going to not work. Right. Yeah. So, so, so I got a question for you, Rob, just in the whole comparing Nintendo carts, you know, uh, counterfeit versus, you know, real carts. How many times in your dealings have you gone to like buy a cart, you open it up and you go, nah, and give it back to the guy and say, uh, it's fake. Fortunately, none. Okay, I was just wondering. I yeah, figured I was hoping none. that it was none, just because you deal with the cream of the crop games. You know, you've got all those big collect. You know, the big collection there. So I was just wondering. Yeah. I I did buy a, a large collection off of off an individual, and and what a lot of people will do, and what I so my original plans on collecting had changed like two times, three times. My original plan was games like Little Samson. I would just pick up the Famicom version because it's way cheaper. So I was just going to pick up the Famicom versions of these more rare games mm-hmm. um, just to save a bunch of money. Because, I mean, it plays the same. I have a Famicom. I can play it. And, uh, it, you know, here in the States, it works fine. And then I was like, well, I'll pick up the Famicom, but then I'll also get uh, a bootleg copy of it, right? Mm-hmm. Just to have, like, you know, just to fill my shelf up. Say, oh, okay, well, I, I have a Famicom version of it, but this is what I display on my shelf. And then it just turned into me buying the actual game. But yeah, if you just need, that's like the last one you need, then it's like, you know, yeah. (laughs) And that's really where I got at. So, you know, and I think last time we talked, I said, I wasn't going to pick up the, like the bubble bath babes and uh, hot slots and (laughs) peekaboo poker for the NES. (laughs) And now they're on my radar. I'm like, well, I kind of have to get those games because they're not like crazy price. I mean, you know, fourteen hundred, two thousand dollars for an NES game is outrageous. I agree, but yes. how's it any different than what I've already? I was gonna say, look at where you've gone into your collection. If you just decide to like pass up on those now, it's kind of like I'm not gonna say you're like shortchanging yourself there, but you're just kind of like, yeah, it's like I've already done this. Why not just go ahead and grab these other three? You know. That's a that's a slippery slope though because yeah. next time we talk I'll be like oh well you know it's just forty thousand dollars for a Nintendo World Championship. So. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, it's like five of just those. Just a car payment. The five of the gold ones, right? There's only they only gave what five out. I don't know how many are in existence. I th- I think the gold ones were the Nintendo Power ones. Yeah, right? they were. I think they only yeah. gave five away for the winners, and the 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 gray ones were just used used in the in the tournament. And I don't remember how, how many there are, 15 or 30 or something. I don't remember. But, uh, yeah, the gold ones are, shoot, man. Like, I think, you know, Path the NES Punk has one. That's the only person that I know <laughs> that has one. Yeah, I think he's got a he's got a gold and a... And a yeah, a gold and a gray. And a gray one, yeah. So what I'm reading here by the Nintendo World Championships uh, NES cartridge for, the ni- for 1990, it says it's unknown how many original cartridges were produced, but there were, but there are supposedly a total of 116 original car- cartridges in cir- circulation altogether. 90 gray cartridges were given to participants, and 26 gold cartridges were given to high-placing performers, according to the article 
people at Atari HQ. So Nintendo Power. So here's what I've always known, Rob. Is this what you have? That it was a, a contest, a Nintendo Power for the gold. Mm-hmm. Not a winners got the gold. The winners got to keep their cart, the original gray cart. But the gold people, they had to win a Nintendo Power. That's the way I always understood it. Um, they gave away the carts, the, the gold carts to the winners of the tournament. Not the gold carts, the, their gray carts to the winners of the tournament. I don't know how many were produced and they used in the tournament. That's one thing. But if you won a certain place, they gave you that cart that they used. But Nintendo Power had its own contest for the gold. So, huh, that's interesting. I mean, that's, I mean, of course, I'm reading off the internet. So that could very well not be the truth, but that's just from what they were saying. So, yeah, there's a whole Pathinius Punk has a story on it. Um, I, I heard his story about how he got that. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's. Uh, Okay, hold on, here you go. I've got got another article here that I'll read. It says, 90 copies of the gray cartridge were given to finalists after the championships concluded. Another 26 copies copies exist in gold, like the Legend of Zelda cartridge, and were given as prizes in a separate contest held by Nintendo Power Magazine. So it looks like there were 26, not just six. Yeah, so that just shows you the internet's wrong guys it can be wrong it always can be wrong you have to ch- you, my advice if you're ever looking up any type of information especially on things that are, are obscure especially for collections verify your sources with three to five different articles before you say what's true because in between all those articles you'll find the truth you know so yeah. that's the thing and, As I, and i never go by just one article i usually read three or four before i say anything on here so yeah, and I mean, like, I surround myself with, you know, collectibles and video games, and I find myself to be wrong more often than not. I mean, it's it's easy just to Just get... things that I remember, yeah. you know what I mean? Just things that, that I thought I knew growing up as a kid that I've, I've committed to memory now, and, you know, talking to other collectors, I bring it up, and they're like, yeah, that's not true. And I'm like, yeah. oh, well. Well, I mean, me and Hollywood have talked about that memory. before. It's just like, you know, when you're playing a game, you remember it, and it in your mind it looks so beautiful and then when you play the old version you're like huh it's not quite how i remember it you know so definitely memory plays tricks on you well that's what i was getting at with the with the accessories and stuff i mean that didn't bring it back any i, mean, I, I was never an accessories guy anyway you know i guess i power gloved it i, I think i had I do a, have a power glove those things are <laughs> awesome i loved my power glove <laughs> It's oh so my gosh, yes, power gloves are terrible, and uh, I think I had that, and I think I did have the IR, uh, you know, remote the cordless controller for a minute for the regular Nintendo, but I never had like the arcade sticks and all that. That just messed me up, you know. Even for fl- I, I had a couple games. arcade sticks. They're pretty cool for if you're playing like flying games. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. You know. And then I have a uh, I have a turbo controller. Oh yeah, I had a turbo controller. Which it's it's pretty cool because it's shaped just like a regular Nintendo controller. Oh nice! Uh, but then it has like an arch over top of it. Uh, I've only used it once. Um, I've never. I have beaten Ghostbusters on the NES, but I've never claimed to have beaten Ghostbusters the proper way because <laughs> I definitely had to use a turbo controller to get up those stairs. <laughs> Is it A B A B A B A B? Yeah, over and over. <laughs> oh, so, my gosh. And, uh, well, it, the, they had one controller. It might just be A. Yeah, I think it's A, B, A, B. It'd be yeah. hard to do on a, on a turbo. Yeah, I think it's just A. 
Yeah, it's just A that you press, A or B that you press to get up those stairs, yeah. But I do have intentions to go back. I can get into the final building uh, fairly quickly now, so I do have intentions to go back there. I will claim to have beaten it because there's a door technique that you can... If I'm not mistaken, it's if you enter the door, because you can enter the door to hide from the ghost, and if you enter the door in the same frame that you take a hit... Um, and it's your last life. I think you come out with like 99 lives so you can make your way all the way up the stairs. Oh gosh. <laughs> That's what you do, man. So. This little trick they put in there. Hey, you've got you yeah, to use so you those tricks to your that. advantage. Um, yeah. I, I think using, I think using the tricks in the game are okay, but I think external factors. Yeah, anytime you um, use a different control, it doesn't count. You can't, you can't go to yeah. a speed run no. and put, get it counted. You know, you can go to any percent speed run. Or a uh, you know no major glitches speed run, and probably get that up there. Yeah, but uh, no, but no turbo control for all these people that think controllers don't matter. Go try to introduce a world record with using a different controller and see if they go. Oh, no problem. That controller's not that big a deal. They definitely do matter. So, um, they used to have a controller that had a slow motion on it which is my favorite thing of all time because all it did was push pause over and over and over and oh, over. Yeah, it's like you're playing that, yeah. Are you talking about the Sega Genesis controller? No, it's a Nintendo, like for Mario. Oh, it just keeps I, pausing and pausing, pausing and pausing. Yeah, there's, a Sega, there's a Sega one too for that. <laughs> I, I, I'm looking hilarious. at my Sega. I have a Sega Genesis controller. I'm looking at it right I bet now. It, just pauses. it has a slow motion on it and it does the same <laughs> thing. It just pauses, <laughs> it pauses over constantly. and over again. I, I had a buddy that That's had one and we motion. played so many games like that. Playing Sonic like that is just ridiculous. It's uh, it's hilarious, man. I wonder what would happen in a game where the start button is used, like Punch Out. Like you know, you use the start button to. It would just keep pushing it. You know, it wouldn't do anything. As soon as you got a star, it would activate. I'm it. sure. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, Clear used to have a Sega. You might have been interested in. He had a one of a kind Sega that nobody could ever replicate. <laughs> <laughs> it was the old Sega Genesis One. And it had something wrong with it when it got too hot. <laughs> It'd be playing Sonic, and it's like doom, 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 doom. Then it'd get too hot, and it'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember that? <laughs> it start, it start distorting the sound. Yes, I remember that. Oh my gosh, yes, I remember the sound issue in it. And, uh, it'd make me so like, mad. I was like, I gotta take this back. And Jonathan Ross was like, this is the best <laughs> Sega ever, dude. Never touch this. It made this me so. It made me so mad because like, you know you'd be playing fine for like thirty minutes, and then as soon as you hit like over thirty minutes, just the sound just went to just just crap. I mean, it was so funny. That blast chip got uh, whatever that sound blast, blast, blast processing. Yeah, it got good jacked up. I forgot about that until there. you started saying that. Oh yeah, dude, I remember that. Oh, God. Gosh, yeah, that thing was, it was so much fun playing on it, though. I ain't gonna lie, that was fun. So, so anyway, all right, man, I think we've chopped it up enough with collecting. It's been over an hour here, which is a lot of fun, always to talk about collecting. It really didn't have a super theme other than collecting tonight, <laughs> but uh, it was enjoyable, man. I like to, if we're going to talk collecting, we've got to have Rob on. Oh, definitely, and I'm sorry about my left field, oh. but I'm glad that Rob is doing the same crazy thing that I'm doing with collecting magic cards and even collecting some old board games too. That was that was great. Yeah. I appreciate you guys having me on. I'm gonna get back into the video games. Um I already talked to the wife about uh going pretty hard into some Famicom games here. So what real you got soon. off of them so, or what? 
Uh, no, plate. not off of them. It just, man, once I finished the NES collection, I just have just been, you know, breathing. Well, that's like yeah. a sigh of relief, man. That's an awesome collection, dude. That's an awesome accomplishment. I mean, I, yeah. there can't be that many people in the world that can say I've collected all these Nintendo games, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a growing number, but I mean, it's still small. It's, it's a difficult thing to do. And I was fortunate because I've been collecting since I was 13 years old. You know, I, ever since I was able to make money, I've been spending money on video games. So You know what we need to do, man, is open up a video game museum right outside of, uh, right outside of uh, you know, Eglin or whatever, over there, Fort, Fort Walton. For Walton Beach, and then just charge, you know, whatever. Come and check it out. And I got a Nintendo. You got a Nintendo. I got an NES too. You probably got an NES too. We just hook a game up too and go play. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> old, old Walmart style, make people like tilt their heads oh, yeah. up. Like, it yeah, has to be old, old Walmart style has to be. <laughs> <laughs> just recreate an old game store, dude. Oh man, that's the like a do. Funko Land. Oh, yeah, man, I miss those. And you can rent. You those. can rent them. Ooh. <laughs> You can rent out the old code school games, <laughs> but uh, and you got to put yeah, you got to probably some, yeah, get some collateral up. Higher, oh yeah, you got to put like a you got to higher have like a thousand dollar deposit back, down though. before you do anything. Yeah, <laughs> put your pink slip up on your car for get real little Samson. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but anyway, man, yeah, it was, it was fun, man. But clear, I got to bust your balls a little bit, dude. Oh gosh, I got no choice. What? Because it's embarrassing. Have you what? done? You have not sent the H and K presents out yet. Yeah. So yeah, I have an issue with that, and um, I'm gonna get those out this week. And I apologize to my three people that, and you know who they are. You know who y'all are. Um, that's something that uh, I'm gonna keep on the personal side there of my issues there. So we'll keep that wrapped like that for that. You've been having some personal issues for four months. Yeah. Wow, man. Well, I'll tell you what, dude, to keep you from going to the post office. You got Kyle Oldham, who's I one know. of the diehard fans, old school, man. And I'm going to hook him up with a little bit more, too, when I send it to him. And so, I don't even know who the other guys are, but... I, I know who the other ones are, and like I said, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to hook them up, and I apologize for the delays on that, and... So, yeah. what was last year's issue? Last year's it was about issue? about just my laziness. <laughs> well that's an honest issue at least that's an honest issue i'm not gonna I, so i i will tell you my personal issues after we get off this Hollywood, no, that's all right man i'm, I'm just not, busting your I'm balls not gonna lay, i'm not gonna lay those because, personal issues out here no that's fine but i'm just saying man it's you know we did the h and k miss for christmas and they gotta wait till april at least well, they get Christmas get in the middle of the year. It'd be all good. Christmas in July. So, well, they might get it. They might not. They don't know. I'll, no, they're going like, to nah. still go get it. Clear. Who was the other two? Uh, let's see. It should have been, let's see, Jonathan Sanger and I think Anthony Diastello are the three that I okay. had. Okay. Yeah. Another, another diehards, man. I don't know about Sanger, but I know that uh, Anthony is. Yeah, I'm going to hook them all up. I'm going to give them a little extra so, in there. So, All right, just man. Since, well, since they had to just, wait a little bit longer, they're going to get a little extra. All right, cool. They might, well, get, they might get something out of my personal collection. Rob, you listen to the podcast at all? I don't even know if you... Not people, in a while. You don't? Not, well, I, I do. I have you guys on my Spotify. Okay. Have you listened to the uh, Mandalorian stuff? 
We've Man, stay out of that crap. No. No, I'm just telling him. No. I'm asking him what, he, what we should do. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, be awesome. stop it. Stop it. No, I'm not doing. I'm not doing a back and forth. I'm doing a. We're gonna. They're gonna have something cool come from Mandalorian, Rob. You gotta check it out. Check out the Mandalorian history. The history of the Mandalorian. So it'll be fun. Clear started it. Clear started it. Yeah, and we finished it. And now, now y'all want to <laughs> keep on beating the dead horse. No, I'm not. All right, man. We'll leave them. We'll let it go. I don't want to get anybody riled up. Rob stopped caught in the middle of it all. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, man. Mommy and daddy are fighting. <laughs> no, no, I'm not fighting. We're not fighting. Clear he is. But anyway. No, Hollywood just likes beating dead horses. <laughs> I'm not beating a dead horse. It's all dead. Right. All right. Appreciate it, Rob. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. All right, dude. We'll see y'all later. All right, take care, everybody. All right. I get money. <laughs>